you know, I love the fighting. I'm kind of like Pat Hill, you know. Like, like if we were fighting, you know, Coach Hill wouldn't blow his whistle for a few seconds, you know. Like, you know, that's how he was in college. But, you know, I think it's good for your team to fight a little bit. You know, everyone's tired this point of camp, um, you know, especially when you're going against somebody in a different jersey. A lot of guys out there are trying to make a team. You saw, I think, a lot of fights on special teams. Well, there's a reason that a lot of the fights came on special teams, right? They're fighting for a job, literally. So um, that stuff's going to happen. Uh, but, you know, it doesn't bother me as long as no one gets hurt. You know, and, and I think that, at least on our field, I don't know what happened on the other field, but on our field, you know, they're veteran guys. You know, you know, okay, it's a little thing, and then we break it up, and we're right to the next play. You know, when that stuff carries on to next play, next play, you're hitting cheap shots, that's when it's pointless, you know. But I think there was a good group, a good uh, respect between both sides. Putin talking to us, Raheem talking to his guys, you know, that it was good. The Las Vegas Journal Review. Yeah, I feel like everybody was. Um, I, I, at one point, I, <laughs> it was during the special teams, and there was like seven, eight coaches screaming at one time. I'm like, everybody just relax. It's all good. You know, that's just how it is. You know, it's <laughs> you get the inner squad things going, and people just are yelling for no reason. I'm just sitting there hearing all over the place so it is what it is you know it's 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 exciting we're back in LA people can breathe a little bit better since you know not in the Nevada heat so you know people are just letting it loose today it was a good time the Las Vegas Review Journal just being a little sarcastic and having a little fun here boom said that's the one is it easy for the guy in the red shirt to say I don't mind fighting yes. The quarterback. No one can touch you. <laughs> like, oh, I love it when I we love fight. When, I love when everyone fights. Put it this way. Mike Mayock fought more yesterday than yes. Derek Carr. That's all you need to know about quarterbacks in their red jerseys. Can we just get a Matt oh. Stafford, Derek Carr, just kind of waving to each other while everybody yes, else exactly. is fighting? There was, a, there was a hard knocks where one of their defensive ends trying to make the team little, Danucci, I don't even know if he touched his arm, but he came like with an inch. They went nuts. And it's Danucci. It's not even. It's not, not even Dak. Even Dak. And the defensive line coach. You can't touch him. You can't. I mean, it's like, oh my god, he barely breathed on the guy. <laughs> god, Derek Carr. I don't mind the fighting. <laughs> okay. Yeah, me and Stafford. It's, yeah, I, it's, it's I, great. I enjoy a nice UFC fight. I just get to sit there and watch, watch and Richie Incognito hurt somebody, and that's what it is. Yeah, I give Richie a critique on his yes. uh, fighting skills over there. Really impressed with that Jalen Ramsey guy. Can't cover Hunter Renfro, yeah, but can't he can cover fight. Hunter. Oh. Richie, right. Richie, hit him. Stop. Oh, don't say anything. Oh. All right. Andy Dalton. Chicago Bears signed Andy Dalton, put out a fun tweet that said QB1. Andy Dalton gave this quote yesterday. Justin Fields is going to have a great career, but right now, it's my time. I mean, yeah. What? You got to be confident. What? He's been, a, he's been around a long time for it to be his time. Yeah, usually exactly. his usually his your time is like you're a rookie, you sit for a few years, and then some guy retires or they get rid of him. Like, and then it's your time. It's not your time. What is he, nine years into the league? He's, 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 he's 34. He's, he's a vet. So, man, if this is your time, what have you done before? He is 34. He spent nine, nine years, years in Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Nine and he was the years. starter, I think, for most of them, if he, not all of them. Every, every single year. Uh, he was a starter. Every game he was healthy uh, in Cincinnati. 
nine years. That this was is his finally time. his time. That was his yes. time. I, I don't know if Eddie Dalton remembers, but he had almost a decade in one team. His time is past. Yes. <laughs> and it is not his time. That well, the QB1 time. thing was hilarious. Like, you know, when they, they signed him, QB1. Because he's not any good. Right. Like, and because they the draft hadn't happened yet. Yes. So. And so I wonder when he says it's his time, does he mean like, Second week of preseason is his time. Like that second preseason game is his time. Like literally right now. I think they're going to start him because it's not like a Danucci situation. Like he's not. I, I think they decent. start him. He's decent. Yeah. He's started nine years in the league. So he's going to start the opener now. Two weeks in, it might be his time is over and it's no longer his time. But I think his time is at least in the open. It's yeah. I don't know. It's definitely not his time for long. <laughs> Like, it's going to be Justin Fields' time. Is he trying to talk himself into it? I guess. I don't know. I mean, he's, listen, he signed with the Bears in the offseason. Yeah. The Bears tweeted out QB1. I'm sure right. at some point when he yeah. signed, they told him, like, yeah, oh, you're absolutely. starting you're quarterback. And then they drafted Justin Fields. And then Justin Fields is one of the most hyped up rookies from the first week of preseason. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's, if you're Andy Dalton, you're like, okay, that's not exactly what I thought I was getting into here. So yeah, you just got to tell everybody it's my time. Justin's going to be great. Like, yeah, in week three, right now, <laughs> when your when your time has passed, that is awesome. It's my time. It's my time. I can't wait. Like, can Derek Carr say that? Like, it's my time now. He has started every game. Yeah. For this is a, this is his eighth season. Yeah, that would be silly if Derek Carr said that. Nate's never going to say it's his time. Peterman. Yeah. Will he, he ever say it's his time? He had that Marcus Mariota's had a time. Derek's had a time. Nate's never had a time. Yeah, well, he had that one half. He he started for Buffalo a few times. He just threw five. Which game was the five picks? The uh, one he started? Yeah. It had he, to be. Yeah, My he God, started, he threw five. They, did he threw throw five, five and a half? No. no they, the whole game. They, no, no. In the first half. In he the threw first five half. interceptions. They benched uh Tyrod for no reason. And they were like, <laughs> We're rolling with, with Nate and Peterman. We think that he's we think he's a better option. <laughs> He threw five interceptions, and they went, all right, well, we can't let him get to double digits. (laughs) So, uh, Tyrod, get back in there. Nate, your time was a half. Which, by the way, that might, that's almost detrimental to him. He could be in an NFL record book had they let him play the second half. Uh, Nathan Peterman has actually started four games in his career. He has thrown 12 interceptions in, in four, four starts. career starts. Not as bad as you thought. He's, he's averaging less than five. Uh, it's only three touchdowns. He doesn't get he as many reps. touchdowns? Yes. He does he get him as many reps, but Mariota has more uh, camp interceptions. God. Okay, so I kind of, <laughs> I do find that, it. That notable stat. <laughs> I find it humorous that we we get play-by-play tweets of so many practices. Like, oh, we, yeah. don't, we don't really need play-by-play tweets no. of practices. Silly. But I do enjoy the amount of times Mariota interception yeah. or yeah. my favorite are Mariota almost threw another interception, but it was dropped. Yes. <laughs> like, Th- thank you, David Carr. Like we do not need the play-by-play breakdowns of practices, but give me the interception ones because those are like, those are the ones fans are going to get so pumped oh, or, or angry yes, about is, yes. uh-oh. Marcus Mariota threw an interception. Or, uh-oh, the Raiders picked off Matt Stafford. The defense has turned a quarter because they picked off Matt Stafford uh, on. on August 18th. My favorite my favorite one of all time. I can't remember the Jets uh, beat writer who put out there that was like, 
Hackenberg is looking pretty good. He's complete. He's completed three passes thus far, and only two were to media members. <laughs> On Nathan Peterman, his first career start was the five interceptions in one half game. How do you like? I I'm sorry. How does he how start do... three more games? He started one more that season. Uh, five of ten, with one touchdown, zero interceptions, and then started. Two more games the following year. And in those two games, he uh, was five of 18 with two picks, no touchdowns, 31 of 49, three interceptions. See, now, I would have thought the five interceptions was his fourth start. Nope. No. Because I don't know if you throw five and a half, like, let's give him another time. He stayed on the roster. He, he either is the definition of, uh, like, man, this. I, Yes, gamer is the the thing that where the guy shows up for the game. Right, but he's a practicer. When he's, he's in practice, that guy looks great. They won a game with him at quarter with him starting. Yeah, that's that's. Oh incredible. yeah, they beat Seattle twenty to seven. No, it was uh, <laughs> it was even better. They beat Indy thirteen to seven in the regular season. Yes, in the regular season with Nathan Peterman going five of ten for fifty seven yards. He'll play a ton again this week. I bet Mariota plays, what, a couple series? Probably. And I wouldn't play him more than that. Yeah. Didn't have that guy out there that long. Yeah, he plays. <laughs> hey, Peterman's the most this kid's ever. He's like, I'm going in again. Yeah, Peterman. Or, this is your time, Nate. This is, this is, this is your this time. This is Peterman's time. This is That's Peterman's right. time. Yes. Marcus Mariota will get like the first quarter or so. And then you got to get him out. And then I, this is Peterman's time. I genuinely want Nathan Peterman to have to start the season and us get like a Jameis Winston 30 30. <laughs> year of just him just like you think he'll throw 30 touchdowns rugs is just streaking down the sideline just throw it as far as you possibly can i think gruden might go to the josh Zay jones is fast wildcat before he actually lets nathan peterman start a game oh he'd go to the joker yeah even though he loves Peterman because yeah, he the Joker, though, could run the Wildcat. But yeah. yes, they'd go to the Wildcats. Too bad they traded Lynn Bowden because he would be True. he would be the Wildcat quarterback because yeah. he did, did that in college. Does Nathan Peterman catch a touchdown before he throws one? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, From Marcus Mariota. Yeah. It's like rushing touchdown is at the top yes. of the list of most likely receiving touchdown on some weird passing. Marcus Mariota play and then passing. Problem is, he's never going to be active. Is, is this whole preseason camp narrative about this huge package for Marcus Mirren in the red zone never going to happen? I feel like in camp, you always hear these things are going to happen, like rugs and all these things last year. And it's like, none of it ever happens. So now I've heard this thing every week. Well, you know, John's got a, he's got a red zone package for Marcus Mirren. And I just feel like we'll never see it. So <laughs> he, uh, John Gruden talked to Kevin Bollinger over at Fox five and Kevin asked him about like Marcus Mariota packages and Gruden said, he was like, we're not going to do what the Saints were doing with Taysom Hill and Drew Brees. We are not like every have, time he's going in. We're not right. going to have a package. We're not right. going to change our offense just to send in another quarterback to run some gadget plays. Right. Now, does that change when they're in the red zone? Maybe like that said, like it sounded like Gruden was saying, like, we're not going to do that just randomly. Yeah, at, the, at midfield, we're not just going right. to go in and run. So I'm curious, but would they do that in the red zone, especially <sighs> If they struggle in the red zone in the first three or four games of the season, because that was a problem two years ago, it was a problem last year. They've been a bad red zone offense the last two seasons. If they get three weeks in and they're and we're looking at it like, God, they're kicking a lot of field goals when they get inside the 20 again. 
would he then all of a sudden be like, all right, let's go to it? Because last year, he, he, granted, Mariota wasn't healthy to start the year, but the end of the season, they could have gone to some Mariota stuff if they wanted to, and they never and did. And they never it. did. That's my point. They never went to it. Right. So I'm curious if, if we get, if the Raiders lose some games early and they've got, you know, a bad red zone offense where they're settling for field goals, and it's like, listen, if you turn two of those field goals into touchdowns, you win you'd games. Have, you'd have another win or right. another two wins or something like that then I, I wonder if that would spur him to say, okay, when we get inside the, the 15 or inside the 10 or whatever, we're going to ha- we're gonna have some plays for Mariota to run in there, and hopefully that helps him score. Did you hear Gruden's uh, quote after the Seattle game about the red zone? No. What did he say? It was hilarious. Like, you know, someone asked once again about the red zone because uh, Josh Jacobs, remember he scored, or not, jo- excuse me, not Josh Jacobs. Um, Regis. Uh, Regis scored Cannons. in the red zone on fourth and one. And he goes, you know, tired of reading these articles. About the red zone. I wish some of these reporters would look at the stats. We moved the ball really well last year, which again means nothing because it's not in the red zone. And then he goes, he goes, but I guess we got to get a lot better. And they won't write about him. Like, what was the point of that quote? So, like, so, he, so he he admitted in the end he admits they got to get better, but he wishes reporters would read the numbers from last year, which mean nothing because yes, everyone agrees you moved the ball yeah. until you got to the red zone. It's a good offense. It was a Just great offense in the red zone. Not good. Yes. So so he started off angry at the media, and yes. then as he talked, he realized, oh, I'm wrong. No, as he talked, he realized, yeah, we stink in the red zone, so we better get better. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. All right, coming up next, it's Bischoff's briefs. Today's Bischoff's Briefs, we've got two things to get to. First off, Lights FC lost last night. They lost 5-1 to one to San Diego Loyal. Now, the game was 1-1 to one in the 70th minute, and San Diego scored four times in the final 20 minutes of that game. Lights FC's last three losses, the game has been tied in the 70th minute. And then they give up the game-winning goal. They have five losses this year in which they have been tied in the 70th minute later and end up giving up a late goal. They crumble in the final 20 minutes of games. Like, they have this year, they have lost 11 times. They've only drawn twice. Like, they, they because every time the game is tied in the final 20 minutes, they end up giving up the game-winning goal. So that keeps happening. Also, last night... In the 70th minute, before San Diego took a 2-1 lead, Lights FC were actually had more shots on goal than San Diego in that game. They ended up losing 5-1 because the final 20 minutes was a disaster for Lights FC. And here's the bigger issue. You go back about a month, it's kind of optimistic. Yeah, Lights FC, they were in a playoff spot for a few weeks there. They had a chance. Uh, they are now nine points out of the final playoff spot in the West. Uh, they are in seventh out of eight teams in the Western Pacific Division. Uh, they have to pass LA Galaxy, Sacramento, and Orange County just to get into a playoff spot, and there's nine points between them and Orange County. There's still about a little less than half the season left here, but uh, that optimism is pretty much gone. Okay, so at least you didn't bury the lead that a soccer team gave up four goals in 20 minutes. <laughs> I don't even know that's possible at that level. Were, and again, they were playing relatively I mean, well the first seven. Like the game was tied. They like San Diego was better. They had more total shots. They had more possession, but they had one more shot on goal through seventy minutes, and it was one-one. And then they lose five to one. Bridget's U six team back in the day had no goalies. I don't think they scored four goals in the last twenty minutes <laughs> on the short field with no goalies at U six. That's at that level, right? Professional level. That's a lot. Yeah. 
I oh, mean, you have to really try to give up four goals in 20 minutes. They have. I need to look here. I think they've given up. Oh, no. They've given up the second most goals in the entire USL. Only... Not, not just in the second half. The second yeah, overall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe in just well, the second that was, half. They just did that last <laughs> night. But only uh, Sporting Kansas City 2. They've allowed 42 goals this year. Lights have allowed 41. So second most goals. They, they have allowed the second most goals the entirety of this season. Nightmare for Lights FC. Weren't they getting good LA players at some point? Well, okay. <laughs> what happened there? You know what's well, LA Gal or LAFC kind of sucked this year. Uh, they, they, I think they're so they got the worst a, of the bad players. Yeah, they're not even a playoff <laughs> spot. I don't think in the in the West and the in Major League Soccer. But uh, LAFC signed, basically called up, but they signed Lights' best player. Their best player had been a midfielder, Danny Crisostomo. And he'd been their best player. And like two weeks ago, LAFC was like, we want that guy. <laughs> so now he's playing for LAFC and not uh, for lights anymore. Now that was, I mean, they were pretty bad before. It's not like that guy. They can't borrow Danny back. No, they haven't sent him back down. I mean, they can conceivably. They yeah, can. I'm saying you can't borrow. But, hey, we, we'd like to borrow Danny but back. LAFC was like, no, we need that guy. <laughs> like, we're not even going to make the playoffs. So we're taking the one good player you guys have. Down uh, there. I don't Send know if this relationship's up. worked out as well no. as they thought. No, I mean, they, the team's been it's it's the same as it's been the other three years. They're not going to make the playoffs. Like it's, it's not a good team. And instead of having an actual coach and team in Las Vegas, they're out of LA. It's, <sighs> it's the same product. Now the second part of Bischoff's briefs today, also lights FC related. My dog squash is going to be in the doggy Olympics. So you got him in on the field. You got at him the in. game on Saturday. You have a dog named squash. Yes. Our French bulldog is named squash. What's the other dog that that was keep interrupting the show? Ruby. Ruby. Okay. Yeah. Ruby's the one that won't stop barking. She um, was interrupting the show when Grimala was taking care. Yeah. Grimala was dog sitting. Program and, you know, to make a nice college trip. This is what happened to see. Jesus. <laughs> Is there a wow. murder going on? <laughs> that was Ruby that was and awesome. Squash fighting. The, that was Ruby during the the uh, Grimala uh, segment. No, no, that was when. Oh, we that were was home. that was when clean yeah, feet. That was clean when feet. we were doing the show okay. from home, and right. they got in a fight over their food in the morning. So, what are you morning. gonna do? Are you gonna pull a Cassie and Ruby's going in the closet while this other Squash dog uh, plays? No, no, we'll take Ruby. But, oh, you'll take him. But her. Ruby's not going to be in the doggy Olympics. How, how mad, given how mad Ruby gets it, I don't know anything. How mad will she be mad that the other dog gets to go in the Olympics? Uh, she probably, she doesn't like to, she wouldn't like to do like some sort of obstacle course. She would. Is that like what we're talking? Ta- it has to be one of those dog obstacle courses. Yeah, I don't, I haven't really been it's told. Be. What else what would you do? Exactly They're not throwing javelins or anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't really been told what squash is supposed to do, but like, Okay, here's the thing. Ruby, even though I, she probably wouldn't do it, she'd just sit there and look at me. But she, you know, she's fairly quick. Like, she could actually do something. Squash is a 27-pound French Ooh. bulldog. He, he is not, like, athletic. He's, he's not a shot going, putter. He's not going to be able to do any of these things, which right. is the whole point of him being in here, is that he's going to be, you know, floundering around out there, not, not able to do whatever the obstacle course is, and it's going to be fun. There's about a 50-50 shot he just... Drags his face on, <laughs> on, the, on, the, turf. on the pitch. Yeah. I mean, he'll across. get distracted and eat something out of the grass. I'm fairly <laughs> confident of that. If there's anything slightly edible, he'll, he, uh, he once ate a stress ball, half of a stress ball. Dear God. Oh, oh my God. Because, like, he, he loves, like, small balls. Like, any ball that's smaller than a tennis ball. He'll eat. He loves it. Because it's tennis balls, he can pick up a tennis ball with his mouth. Right. But it's probably uncomfortable for him because it's a little big. But anything smaller than a tennis ball... He loves it, and 
I don't know. We had a stress ball and left it on the floor and he just started like, he wasn't meaning to eat it. He was just ripping it to shreds and he ingested like half of it. So there's no golf balls laying around your house, right? No. I was oh, going to no. say that that oh, wouldn't no. be good. He has, so we have this orange rubber ball that's about the size of, of a, a golf ball. ball. He is insane when he gets this thing. Like we, we only give it to him like once a month <laughs> because the dude, he's insane. He loves that thing. Like, and he's like, he won't do anything else. Like he'll like set it down to get water and like be all angry. What if or Ruby whatever. tries to steal it? Oh no. He would would. Ruby doesn't. Ruby doesn't play with anything, so that's not an issue. But if she did, boy, oh, this yeah. Ruby's kind of antisocial. Oh, she is. She <laughs> Other sits, than like barking at people. Oh yeah, she Ruby sits either on our couch or on the floor at all times, facing she's, the she's door. Too. Yeah, facing oh, yeah, okay. facing whatever door. Okay, like she is protecting the house. Whatever. Yeah. Like wherever we are, she is like she thinks she is like the first line of defense. <laughs> because to, that's what you expect from right, Shitsu <laughs> to let us know. That something Somebody's is in. trying to get us. She, Chick-fil-A has arrived. Right. Yes. The other day, we had our our uh, our back door, the the blinds open, so so you could look out, and like this flower petal blew, so it was blowing around in a circle right by our door. <laughs> she was standing next to the door, barking at this flower petal because she, I don't know, thought it was an animal and thought it was gonna uh, come, come in the house. I don't know what she thought it was gonna do, Ugh. but that's Ruby. She doesn't want to play with anything. She doesn't. She doesn't even really like to be pet that much. Like she's very strange, very antisocial. Kind of interesting because Shih Tzus were lap dogs. Yes, uh, when yeah, back the, in the day. Yeah, the the history of Shih, oh, the Shih Tzus are their lap dogs. Uh, I can't remember which Asian conqueror yes. that was their lap dog. That was their lap it was dog. like they bred them to be their lap dogs. Yeah, they sit there. She's not. No, she doesn't like affection very much at all. The only security system that can be defeated by a foot. <laughs> <laughs> She's just the alarm, Jared. That's all she is. We'll hear wow. it. She'll start barking, and we'll hear it. And although, then you'll hear, Boo! yeah. Although we ignore <laughs> most of the time because she barks at so the wind. Your other dogs like Leicester City. No chance to win this thing. Oh no, not at all. No, no. Although I don't know what the definition of winning is, because okay, we, if, if 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 the dog finishes it, you'll consider it a victory. Well, whatever so, they're having these dogs do. It's a French bulldog. It's literally designed not to breathe yeah. right. <laughs> so like. The way most like halftime competition at lights games go is they just like have the f- they just will like say make noise for this person make noise for right. this person whoever gets the loudest cheer wins. So, oh oh the French bulldog if it just plops down like Jaredson does nothing it could get right. the loudest cheer. Right. Oh Fire. he'll be he'll be excited he'll try to like run through whatever's out there he just won't be like I hope it's one of those you know the agility thing where they put the poles up and the yes, dog's yes, supposed to juke yes. between each one I hope there's that and I try to lead them between so them. So that's what I'm saying are you is this Westmin- Westminster where you're the handler? I I think so I'm under you the have to take him out there obviously I or he so. wouldn't know what to do yeah I assume that's what's happening that will be awesome yeah That'd oh be it's awesome. gonna be great I can't wait he's oh gonna be God. a superstar I tweeted out a video of him chasing a remote control car we bought him a, we chase went, being the strong a strong word for chase though we went to follow we went to the park by our house one day and this kid was out there with a remote control car and our squash like was losing it like he wanted that remote control car and the kid let him like we were like, can, like right and after he's it. chasing this thing like just nonstop. we went out and bought that same exact remote control car took him back to the park loves it just get some some exercise oh, he chases this thing and whenever like he catches it he like tries to rip it apart <laughs> he can't because it's like plastic and it's not he can't but I'm he, surprised he okay. Are you are you controlling the car? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Then you allow him to catch it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's not catching absolutely. it on his own. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 
but he tries to rip it apart. It's so great. Ugh. He loves this thing. Absolutely loves this remote control car. Yeah. We'll need we'll need a report on what he where he finishes on First Saturday. First place. Let's go, Squash. If I I better get a medal. I don't know what kind of medals Lights FC can afford now, but I better get some kind of medal. <laughs> Listen, they're giving up four goals in 20 minutes. I don't know what they're affording. <laughs> All right, coming up next, it's J.R. Starkus. Ready for the weekend? It's like I picked the wrong week to quit drinking. Let's find out what's on tap with J.R. Starkus. Champagne, perfume going in, sewage coming out. Brought to you by Liquor World. It's JR Starkus at JR Starkus on Twitter. Follow him on Instagram at JR Makes Drinks, key account executive, Southern Glazers Wine and Spirits of Nevada. He's our extreme mixologist. Uh, stop, stop texting me during games about bullpen issues and decisions. I, I didn't even respond to that. Didn't he didn't reply, and I was like, no. I'm either, either he's not watching and he's mad at me because I blew what's happening, or he's watching and he knows. So he's not going to reply. This guy's, text, was right. this guy's texting me about bullpen decisions. Who, the Dodgers bullpen? Oh. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. that's acceptable. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I mean, the, the the Dodgers are rolling, and then here comes our boy bringing in Kennedy Jansen. I'm like, oh, boy, this is not good. This is not good at all. And then he gave up. What did he do? He gave up a walk, then a home run, then another home run, and something like that. And I was like, oh, they wound up winning. But, um, yeah, not not pretty. I'm, I can only imagine the stress on the Graney household at that particular moment in time. On a regular season game, you know, just after the All-Star break, you know. I'm turning into Ed. Yeah, and I he was, is. I was cussing yesterday because the Astros have now lost three in a row to the Royals. And Ooh. I was like, oh. I'm the turning, Royals, I'm comma, who, as we said before, don't even try. No, not at all. And the Astros <laughs> cannot beat them. Uh, yeah, no, I was turning into Ed, ready to throw my remote through the wall or something like that. Because, yeah, it's the Royals of all teams. I get it. And then you got the Red Sox over here that were so far ahead of the Yankees and now can't seem to beat them. And now they're ca- they've caught up. And Yeah, what's happened to your team? What a disaster. Uh, I know. It's brutal. Jeez. Well, you know, I guess these these few weeks or these few months, you know, uh, I guess the month after of August, after All-Star break, September, start to worry a little bit more if things don't pan out. But, uh, you know, just got to be playing strong to get into October. That's all. Chris Sale's back, baby. That's a good sign. Is it? Yeah. Hasn't been good so far. No. I mean, you know, he's, you know, he's getting, getting, getting back into the swing of things. It's a good thing. Is your son back to school, or they're, they're, how's that going with the whole uh, uh, masks and everything? Well, so far, so good. I mean, um, he, he hasn't really said anything much about it. I, you know, I asked him how it was, but, you know, he seems to be fine with it. Um, you know, he, he wears it in class and then removes it when he's out of class. And, uh, but he hasn't, he hasn't said much about it other than that. Um, I think he, at first he just didn't he – he got comfortable, like I probably a lot of kids did, with not having to leave your bedroom to go to school. Um, but, you know, I think he's happy to be back now because his friends and stuff are around and stuff like that. He's had a, an advantage, though, I think, over some other kids because of his athletics and baseball. He, he wasn't as, um, I guess, confined to not seeing as many people over the last year as a lot of other kids were because of his athletics and because of the nature of his sport is outside. So, you know, I think he, he was around his teammates and stuff like that. Uh, so it, didn't, it, was, it was a bit of a distraction for him. Oh, you Scott Frost, did you have illegal practices during the pandemic? <laughs> the hell are you talking about? Why was he around kids during the pandemic? Well, they, they were playing baseball all the time during the pandemic. All the whole time. They traveled to Arizona, traveled to Utah, traveled to California. We were all over the place. Was this right? You don't remember that? Every People, I, were, people were mad at Steve Sisolak because they couldn't play baseball in Nevada, and they were having to drive to other states to play baseball. And he had to yeah. set up scaffolding at all these random places. Yeah, no scaffolding in those other states. It was no. great, man. 
It was uh, great. Yeah. I had, I had room for other things in my car, you know, but I didn't have to pack any scaffolding for the trips to Arizona or to even to California. When we went to California, even the, the, that was a showcase, but even then the guy who was putting the showcase was like, I very surprised they're letting us do this, but we did, you know, and uh, it was great. So, you know, exactly. You know, wait a minute. Yeah. Guy who was putting it on is like, this is a bad idea. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah. The guy who you know, accepted all the entry there. checks is now upset because he's putting this on. It's uh, National Aviation Day. I always like this because of Ryan Reynolds, big Ryan Reynolds fan with vicinity. Uh, what do you got today? So we're going to do an aviation cocktail. Um, obviously, the uh, you know I'm sure for National Aviation Day they were thinking something more about flight, but uh, naturally I'm going to go to the booze section of things. So aviation, obviously a gin um, that is now owned by a gentleman by the name of Ryan Reynolds. May have heard of him. May have watched the movie. Uh, but it, it's out of uh, the Oregon, Portland, Oregon area, and I've had the pleasure of visiting this distillery. Their gin, aviation gin, is what we, we can consider in the industry more of a Western-style gin. So a lot of people taste gin, and they think, oh, tastes like Christmas trees, tastes like pine, tastes like, you know, the, uh, juniper is, is the main flavor in any gin. By law, it has to be. But what, what aviation gin does a good job of doing is they take and kind of dial back the juniper flavor, and they bump up the, uh, the additional flavors, which are called botanicals. So the additional flavors in a lot of gin, um, they're all pretty standard, right? But um, often the, the juniper definitely sets a precedent in the gin, and so that's what is off-putting to a, lot of, to, a lot of, um, to a lot of drinkers. If you really break it down, now hardcore gin people hate it when I say this, but uh, for layman's terms, you think about gin is nothing more than really a juniper and botanical-infused vodka, really. Okay, um, there's there's other rules that go into it, but it's just basic a, a juniper infused vodka. Uh, it's just a matter of most pe- some people don't like that juniper flavor. So aviation has taken, like I said, and dialed it back and brought in the other botanicals, lavender, cardamom, tea, stuff like that. So with that being said, um, I wanted to make an aviation gin, aviation cocktail. Admittedly, when I was in the, at the distillery years ago, um, the original creator of the gin or, or co-founder of the gin, if you will, his name is Ryan McGarrion. He made me an aviation gin cocktail with aviation cocktail for me. And it was the best aviation cocktail I've had. So I wanted to duplicate that for you. You need four ingredients to make an aviation cocktail, gin of your choice. Of course, aviation gin is my flavor today. Uh, you need a Luxardo Maraschino, which is uh, like a Morosca cherry liqueur from, from Italy. Um, you've seen it. It's kind of a staple on any major uh, cocktail bar that you see. It should be something, I think, that you have for classic cocktails at your home bar. You do not need a lot. A little bit goes a long way. We're only using half of an ounce in this drink. You need a little bit of fresh lemon juice. And if you want, you can stop there. But the classic aviation cocktail will have a little bit of another ingredient, and that is a creme de violette. Uh, uh, creme de is not saying it has cream in it. It's just basically saying it has more sugar than a normal liqueur. Um, So it is a sweet violet liqueur. Now, you have to be very careful with creme de violette. It is meant to be used in this drink as a um, basically kind of a a little bit of sweetness because it's a creme de, but also being used for a little bit of color. The drink should be almost like a purplish pink when when you're finished. Um, So if you overuse creme de violette, the drink will taste like a bowl of potpourri, and you don't want that. So you have to use only about a quarter ounce of creme de violette. So a bottle of creme de violette will go a very long way 
there aren't a ton of drinks that you use it for. So, in, you know, when Creme de Violette disappeared from the production zone, if you will, for, for a number of years, and it wasn't until around 2007 um, that it, Creme de Violette started to be produced again. So for a very long time, people were making aviation gin cocktails or aviation cocktail without Creme de Violette. Okay, so you can make this drink without it if you so desire. So if you want, uh, you're going to take a mixing tin and you're going to you're going to add an ounce and a half of aviation gin. You're going to add half of an ounce of a maraschino liqueur, the the Luxardo maraschino liqueur. You're going to add three quarter ounces of fresh lemon juice. If you decide to make this drink without the creme de violette, maybe you cannot find it at your store, or you're you're just kind of you're being um, a little more conscious of price and you think, what the heck am I going to do with that? Then you're going to need to add a little bit of simple syrup, maybe a half of an ounce, a quarter to a half of an ounce of simple syrup to balance out some of that citrus, okay? If you have the creme de violette or you want to really make it the authentic way, then you're going to add a quarter ounce of creme de violette, okay? And you can leave out the simple syrup. Take all those ingredients, add ice, shake them together, strain it into a cocktail glass. You can put it over ice if you want, but you don't need to. I like it but more in like a chilled martini or cocktail glass. Strain it over into that glass, garnish it with a brandied or a Luxardo cherry, and voila, you have the aviation cocktail for National Aviation Day made with aviation gin. Who's huh? Ryan Reynolds? He He's knows who he is. He knows who he is. <laughs> He's, he, owns, uh, he owns some some alcohol stuff? Mm-hmm. Aviation yeah, gin. Uh, yeah, he, He's famous. He, he, <laughs> I definitely recommend, um, even if you know who Aviation or who Ryan Reynolds is, and if you know Aviation Gin, I definitely just recommend if you have some time you want to kill later, rather than logging on to social media, uh, just Google Aviation Ryan Reynolds Aviation Gin cocktail commercials, and uh, the guy is brilliant. His 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 stuff is hilarious. If you obviously if you know oh. Ryan Reynolds kind of delivery and his personality and, and his movies and such, hilarious. it's very much the same. Yeah. yeah, it's very much the same thing in these commercials. And they are epically good. You'll never see them on television because there's usually something about each one of them that has something that you're not going to put on television. But they are absolutely hilarious. Um, and, and I highly recommend just taking a few minutes and watching a few of them. They're great. They, he does such a good job. Well, if he's so good, he should be in movies or something, right? <laughs> he should be, yeah. I mean, he's, got, he's been working on that, I think, yeah. um, to, try, to try and you know, get himself out there more. I'm just not sure if it's taken yet. Blake Lively is his wife. Do you know who Blake Lively is? I know the name, but you haven't I... seen Detective Pikachu. No, I have seen Detective Pikachu. Yeah, yeah. that's right. He's, he's Pikachu. Have you seen one episode of Gossip Girl? No, no. Uh, you no. know Blake. I've Lively. never even heard of it. You know Blake Lively if you saw Gossip Girl. Detective. Why have you watched Gossip Girl? Because I do things with my children, and my daughter was really into okay. it, so I like to do things with my kids. So I watched it with her. Was it good? Okay. Uh, the first, uh, it the was, first two seasons were yeah, okay, and then it, it got, got bad. Uh, it yeah. got real bad. Yeah. All right. I, All right. So I have to admit, because Tyler's looking at me weird. <laughs> I will admit, she was. I bo- I thought she was. It's definitely a kitty thing, like you know, gossip girl with the high school kids. I will admit that perhaps one night, like at midnight after a Dodger game, as she was going to get a drink of water or something, when she went by my office. It might have been playing on my laptop because I had to catch up on my episodes. <laughs> All right, so because so, there's so. a famous line in Gossip Girl, XOXO, and as she's walking by, perfect timing, she hears XOXO. She looks at me, she goes, "Oh my god, are you watching that at midnight?" <laughs> All right, so Ed, I get your excuse, your daughter. Okay, I'll buy yeah. it. 
Jared, you were like, oh, the first two seasons were terrible. Jared. No, no, no. Jared. I was saying the first two seasons were good, and then it got <laughs> yeah. really terrible. Uh, well, okay, so okay, how the, do you know? Well, it was on when yeah. I was like 14. Yeah. Like, that, that, like, what? Oh, this is a really old show. I yeah. we we watched it on Netflix years after it happened. Yeah, like, like it, she started at like she's twenty right now. She started at like seventeen. I'm pretty oh, sure my yeah. sister read the books that yeah. it's based on, and I was like, my my sister is the one who get who who controlled the remote. Right. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, we didn't watch it when it first came out. She, we watched it like she two played years ago. Division one softball. I'm Jared. <laughs> Darren Darren Millard's brother protects the country. Darren's talks. Yes. Uh, the I drinks on the drinks on JR makes drinks. Yes, sir. It'll uh, be out in just a few minutes. Instagram at JR makes drinks. Twitter at JR Starkus. Southern Glazed Wine Spirits Nevada. Brought to you by Liquor World. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. Take care. Yeah, thanks. Bye bye. We got to get him back in studio. Yeah. Get him I, I'm going to I am going to start roving these halls and vaccinating people against their will. If <laughs> Jared going behind people and jamming needles in their He's back. The Nick Saban. <laughs> says you better get vaccinated. Here's the shot. Do get you understand how much alcohol I'm missing <laughs> <Yes>. out on? <laughs> Selfish. All right, what do we have to give away today, Jared? Uh, today, I believe is uh, the joke man, Jackie the joke man, Martling. He is at the plaza. We will take caller number three. It's 702-364-1100 if you want to go see Jackie the Joke Man at the Plaza. 702-364-1100 if you want to go see Jackie the Joke Man. Caller number three. Now what do you do with Shohei Otani? Be very, better careful. You walk him. We're back to the press box with Grady and Bischoff. Congratulations to Mike. He is going to see Jackie, the joke man at the plaza. Tomorrow, we're going to have a final pair of tickets to go see Guns N' Roses at Allegiant Stadium to give away. Uh, Jared, are we playing a game tomorrow to do that? Yeah, we're going to come up. I'm going to come up with something that you you have to. We'll we'll go back to the old um, Rolling Stone where basically the guy who had zero correct is most likely to win. You'll ask me trivia questions yes. about, the yeah. about, about Guns N' Roses. Guns N Roses. Okay. Oh, I know I, less about them than the Rolling Stones. Oh, no. it's The answer will either be ACDC <laughs> or Guns, or Guns N, Roses. N Roses. Because after hearing you struggle to figure out whether or not the Rolling Stones were from England... I don't want to give you that much that much freedom. Can he answer Drake? Because that's what I answered everything. <laughs> okay, fine. I just Drake. it's going to be it's going to either be Drake, ACDC. I was say make it the, make it three, make yes, it three, and make it Drake. Yeah, yes, yeah, that'll be fun. Okay, I'll enjoy that. Good radio. Did you see this picture? No. What is the? Who is that? This is Hunter Renfro. My guess is he had a child. Uh, so my guess is it's a picture of him holding his child. But they uh, superimposed Jalen Ramsey's face on the child, on the baby. So Aww. that's actually. That's no wonder actually... Jalen oh Ramsey's so right. mad on Twitter. Some, something, something we don't talk enough about is how is it the, the Raiders have a 45-year-old playing slot receiver? And he's only 22. <laughs> and he's yeah. only 22. Yeah. Holding his little baby there, like, Jalen. Seriously, that man's got a, that dude's got a bad hairline. Right. He kind of right. looks like that one. Um, <laughs> Who's who's the the prince that just exiled himself from the royal family? Oh, um, 
Harry. That Harry. one. Yeah, he kind of looks like Prince Harry. Well, I mean, it's not as bad as William, though. Have you seen the older brother? There's maybe nothing left maybe there. Maybe that's the one. No, I'm you're talking William. Yeah, you're talking William. Harry's got hair. Yeah. About William. Oof. The future king does not have hair. <laughs> the guy who has no chance of being the king. You does think have the hair. queen is dying? Well, they're going to keep then, her alive then comes, forever. Then comes her son Charles, and he's almost caught up to the mom in age. So <laughs> they could both go within a week of each other, and all of a sudden, William's the king. <laughs> and then he might go, and it doesn't go to Harry. It goes to George, who's his son. So then you have like a five-year-old king, and the whole thing will be messed up. I'm glad you know the entire succession plan over oh, there. Netflix, watch The Crown. I will not watch be The Crown doing on that. Netflix. I, I think not. you might. <laughs> It took me eight months to watch Ted Lasso, That's right. a show about soccer. <laughs> Something I like. Uh, Being able to watch The Crown. All right. So Draymond Green. Wait, what? Kevin Durant. <laughs> what? What did they do? Press box. They Transition. were on a podcast, I believe, and the point of when they got in a fight when they were in the Warriors, remember that? They got in a fight yeah. and spilled into the locker room, whatever. They agreed that be- that Durant left the team ultimately because how because of how poorly Steve Kerr and Bob Myers the GM handled that situation and they both blamed them they actually dropped some f bombs on the podcast about these two and now people are all up in arms because Draymond who happens to still be on the Warriors will now have to go back and play for Kerr and Myers I still think you love the Warriors I think things like that internally Kerr might be upset I think he'll just publicly just say let's no, go he's not going to say anything yeah. but people are like oh Draymond shouldn't say that it's like I thought it was you know it was open and it was honest it was surprising to me I guess because it's the first I've ever heard of this is one of the reasons Kevin Durant left the team so Kevin Durant said that the reason he left was be- not because he and Draymond got into this argument where if I remember correctly that was when Draymond Green in the locker room was yelling at him you're a free agent. Yes. Are you committed to yes. this team? Or Are whatever the hell he right. was yelling at him. So Kevin Durant saying that the reason he left isn't because of that. It's because of the way the Warriors handled it. He, after that. Yeah, he inferred that it was the, the way they handled it. And I, Draymond is the first one who said, I believe Kerr and Myers did not handle this well. And that was one of the reasons. And Kevin Durant said, I agree. What did they? They I know they suspended Draymond Green. They did suspend him for a game, maybe and then more, Durant ended game. up blowing out the Achilles. Right? I mean, in, in the playoffs, right? That's I when thought, he, I thought that was the year. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's that when he blew the out year. the Achilles. Right. So again, it was you know, I'd, look, anytime a current player on a team is going to rip the coach like that and the GM while they're dropping f bombs, then it's going to make news. I would think both Kerr and Myers are like, there's no news here. Let's just go. But what are they? I'm I'm curious. Like, how do they think the Warriors mishandled it? Like, Durant was upset that Draymond got suspended. No, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna preface this with I I don't know specifically. I, I read the story, um, and I just remember them saying they thought it was mishandled. They didn't they didn't handle the situation well, and they brought Myers into it as well. The owner that no or the GM, Bob Myers me, the, GM. the GM Bob yeah, yeah. Bob Myers the GM. They called. Uh, uh, bottom line is, they called out Kerr and Myers for this entire situation. I guess I'm just curious, like, what did they do that Durant was like, "Oh, that's the, that you handled that." Poorly. I don't. And then here's the thing: I can't believe it. he blew out the Achilles. Um, I don't know where he. You know, it was always like, would he go back to Washington, whatever? I can't believe that's the main reason he left the war. Right. I think he just wanted to go somewhere else. Right. Because that happened fairly early. Yeah. In the season. Yeah. Exactly. That's why he left. Right. I. Yeah. That seems. It was always he was going back to Washington to go back home. Well, he didn't get to Washington, but he got to that part of the country. So I always thought, and, you know, again, Kyrie and everything. I think a lot of things pushed him to Brooklyn more than Bob Myers and Steve Kerr not communicating things. Well, I don't think that has anything to do with it. 
they might have mishandled it. And right, sure, Draymond and yeah, might not they, have liked the way they handled it. But I, like, even even Kevin Durant saying it, I have a hard time believing that's no. I why mean, he left Kevin Durant. Warriors. This just in can be sensitive about things. Hello, burner accounts. But even him, there had to be more than him leaving the Warriors than that. Yeah, and like, and again, they then played the entire year out. And they'll ask that. Steve Kerr about this. He'll laugh it off. He'll laugh it off. He'll make a joke about He'll it. He's already, he's already got his joke written. And for when part the of the podcast comes. was, this is going to be asked in every city you go to this year. <laughs> of course it will. Which it will be, of course. 